He's the host that, even though you might have a perfectly good logical explanation why Sumner could be mistaken for Summoner, he'll call you on your BS. He's slim. This is the Paper Keg Show, uh, episode number 263. Welcome to uh, the show. Three men. Strong as ever. Friends get together to talk about a book that they all read this week, hopefully, and we talk about it. This week, from Kazu Kibiyushi, Amulet the Stonekeeper. Read your letters live to tape to close out the show. Letters at paperkeg.com. Com. Thank you. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just happy there. Slim pronounces doesn't pronounce amulet close to amulet, and then I'd be reading two books again this week. Oh, Jonesy, really getting all of his money's worth for that joke. Uh, and when I say money's worth, I mean it's dead, Jonesy. It's over. If you've ever, you, if Dave. if you've never got to experience a Jonesy uh, reading, laying down on his side on an air mattress, it's something to beholden. I mean, <laughs> to see the way he like cocks the iPad, landscape style, and still manages to like kind of like he <laughs> must just like rest his wrist and his hand in such a manner that it must just lose all feeling after a while. But he. Uh, it does. I roll over a lot. I mean, was this where you were reading on your air mattress with, uh, well, that that thing I mean, had like a, a headboard. Sh- should an air we mattress continue with a headboard. the? Did we talk about that. Should we introduce the, the hosts before we go into my headboard? Oh, woes? okay. All right. Here we go. Show live producing Jonesy <laughs> wants to get some things out of the way before we hassle him. Just imagine <laughs> this is post monstrous and monstrous in one week. <laughs> Oh, uh, lordy lord. Jonesy Loves Beer is a writer. He is unpublished as of yet, but he is on the beaches. He's on mm-hmm. the docks. His wife mm-hmm. is taking these beautiful photos of Jonesy doing some kind mm. of zen karate. I'm not sure what's happening, but I liked it. I gave it the old Fabe Brothers like so yeah. fast that I felt like I was... Dale or Jonesy, mm-hmm. you know, now get what? the notification that a tweet is out, and then they don't even look at it. They don't read it. They just hit fave. They don't <laughs> give a crap what it says. You better believe. You bet your bottom dollar they're going to fave it. Jonesy loves beer. Welcome to the show. I'm going to bonk sow that troll out of the way. <laughs> wow. And we'll, I, you, I will say you, that my wife took... That was a very good photo. Kudos to my wife. She got she captured all the grace and ambiance. She captured your essence. Doc. Yeah, you know, Jonesy. I'll say Jonesy, age thirty-four in essence. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's when you started this. Was it uh, age thirty-four? I, it was thirty-three. I'm actually, I, I will have completed my six-month. I guess today I started in February. Wow, so, celebration! Get your fellow your man, lend him a helping hand. Uh, we have your one more. Living host. We have a fourth host, but he's dead. We don't talk about him that much because he's dead. But we have the VP of merch. He does it all. He's on the phones. He's on the fax machine, putting in orders for t-shirts 2017, 2018. I don't know. Also faxing our lunch order to the local deli. I feel like that's another use for that fax machine. putting in our business card into their grody little fish a bowl mm-hmm. to like win a free lunch mm-hmm. that no one ever yeah. wins. They just empty that out in the trash every month. And but he folds it a couple times so that tact, you know, tactile senses will tell you that's the one to grab. I mean, he's very, 
you know, sharp when it comes to getting that business card picked for free lunches. I mean, four some, times this month. Some guy, around. I was able to convince some guy who works in the back of the kitchen part-time, comes with his grody clothes on to deliver our uh, our deli order in some sort of uh, box that probably frozen meat came in or deli yeah. cheeses. And they actually don't need our order. They just know every Friday Dale gets a corned beef Schwartzy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They already know. They have one was like that. 9 a.m. They just make it for them. Was it Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald where uh, Horatio Sands put the pieces of toast down the back of his pants? Or was no, that, that was, was that a road, road trip. trip or, <laughs> that was road trip. <laughs> Horatio Sands. One of my favorite uh, fellows. Uh, Dale underscore A, welcome to the show. It's uh, great to be here. Yet another beautiful week in the paper keg. Uh, Actually, that sentence kind of works. In, in the paper keg. I feel like that works. In the paper keg. Sounds cool. A week. We're in it right now. We are in. We it. are in the paper game we're, right uh, now. Pre-show, we're talking about pre-ordering, and maybe everybody should get on board with this pre-ordering Sting's new album, November eleventh. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be a rocking album. It's going to be mm-hmm. rocking as hard as he did since. Get this, synchronicity. I mean, this is from the mouths I mean, of the babe himself. That, that album came out like forty years ago. He hasn't rocked in like forty years. Eighty-seven. So what's that? Almost forty 30 years. Thirty. That was pretty close. Shockingly close. Yeah. Forty years. Yeah. I mean, great album. Synchronicity 2, also a great album. I what mean, are the any chances we get Sting album? on this show? Does anybody know the Stier's, uh, <laughs> Stier, Sting's you PR know, contact? Sting email? is like super into Tai Chi, so I feel as a fellow, you know, Wushu man, mm-hmm. maybe maybe there's something there. You can maybe, bet... Can you work the magic? You can bet if uh, if I, we take my route and just tweet people like Leslie Jones, <laughs> then you can pretty much guarantee that I'll never get a response. So we'll we'll try Jonesy's method this time around. Don't don't uh, dirty up your image of VP of press any further by letting people know that the extent of your press tactics is to at someone on Twitter, and if they don't reply, then you hate them forever. Look, all right. I imagine Dale doing. You know that like the way Dale says okay when he's upset. Like he's just <laughs> what like. What is that? Oh, what do you okay. mean? What do, I, what do I say? Okay. Like uh, okay. under your breath, you're like. Okay. <laughs> Or do you go super okay. long? Like, uh, I won't say who was harassing you on our recent vacation. You were just like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's why I can't wait. For <laughs> so you're, you're about to do it right now. You stopped yourself. You're like, I can't oh, wait for no, three, that's Q316. It. You know? Different Q316. kind of vacation. Right around the corner. 19 we days are, from this taking recording. time off mm-hmm. on the lake house. We're going to try to collect ourselves. You know, I'll be probably lifting sandbags out at 5 a.m. by the water. Mm, yeah. This is mm. probably no running route. I'm going to have to figure some kind of obstacle course out yeah. Listen, to make it work. I, I'm already, I already committed to give uh, Karate Chop the three-day crash course at Wing Chun. You're, you're student number two. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's just spar together. Slim tries to get out there on the uh, the first morning, the first foggy morning, and run on whatever they have for roads up there. You probably twist your ankle so bad it probably looks like a big old tender, swollen meat hump in your in your ankle area. It's probably just disgusting just thinking about Splintered it. Splintered bone. John Carpenter's the like thing. There. I might not even try to run out there. Might. I'm scared. It looks like it's just going to be you know yard and water, yard and, and water. maybe some secluded road. The likes of which haven't been seen compared to Dale's secluded road that you live on. <laughs> People just, it's like the Autobahn in South Jersey. That's right. It's, a, it's not used for anything in particular, just speeding down <laughs> pickup trucks and uh, things like this. The, uh, the, kids, this the kids from Building Trades used Much to business. punch me in my nuts speeding <laughs> down my road, <laughs> shoot uh, nail yeah, guns at nope. me, and bust my gym locker locks up. <laughs> you know? Just Did trying you watch to survive things yet? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. No. Maybe by the time season two hits in 2017, <laughs> maybe take a gander. Maybe. Uh, should we move into our book club amulet number one, volume okay. one? We're not this... doing health updates. Usually, this oh, is where okay. Dale tells me. I mean, he's at peak that, elliptical. I think that means da- uh, Jonesy wants to say something about an update. Uh, yeah, Jonesy, yeah. the floor is yours. Okay. I have no update personally. I want to hear, I, I mean, I listened to the flap. We all heard that Dale was peak elliptical. All 30 of you. you know, riding you. high off of that 5K. And, uh, I mean, I, you guys can't see what I see, but 
Your, I mean, your face weight is totally gone. You've packed it's, it up. You put it away. It's not gone. Jonesy, every time you see me, when I get fatter and fatter, you say, what do you weigh? 220 now? 215? 210? Like, every time you see me, you compliment me and say I weigh less than I did the time I saw you before. It when might work. look amazing it's the, every time it, I see you. The negative it effect. Might, it might have a negative effect where Dale thinks he's... Men- that like me- that might mentally screw Dale up even more. Listen, you can't expect me not to look at this beautiful visage true. and not want to compliment it. So Brothers. I'm sorry, Dale, if my love of your physique is having a negative effect on you. You look fabulous. Knock it off. Thank you, Jonesy. I appreciate See? that. Um, other than that, though, no real health updates. You know. I just let me just get out that out there live to tape. I just gra- grappled on with one to two of my fists. I just grappled on to the underbelly hanging below my pant waistline. It looks like uh, the fleshy white belly of a f- pregnant largemouth bass <laughs> under there. Now that I've described it for everybody, thank you for letting me dwell on that. The right, so the let's night. never do health updates again <laughs> in the show. That I've, has been you your know, paper cake learned, health update. I've learned my lesson. You, For you. the beginning of September 2016, just a reminder, Amulet, the Stonekeeper, is our book club this mm-hmm. week, happening in mere moments. And uh, just a reminder, I don't think we've officially announced what episode they're going episodes they're going to be, but they're coming at some point. Once we agree upon the fact that maybe we need to take a week off to read them, but Pluto. Mm. Not available digitally. Get it on Amazon. It's like six to eight volumes. Mm-hmm. Eight Gorgeous volumes. volumes. Uh, we're planning on doing them uh, split over two episodes mm. because they're very fast reading. So if you haven't bought them, do so right away. Please. <coughs> Cough it up. Uh, Thank you. Z, can you walk us through Amulet? So, a young a young female protagonist and her younger brother go through a wild world of Narnia esque adventure. Uh, oh, scene opens, you know, young lady and her parents are driving down a dark road. Uh, you know, the family's you know, being very jocular, joking around. Dad loses control of the car, um, and in a very heartbreaking moment. The dad coaches the kids, or coaches the wife and the the daughter out, and um, discovers while getting them out that he can't get out, and the car starting to tip over like a like a cliff, I guess. And um, in a very emotional moment, he's like, "You guys got to let go." And so he passes away. You know, flash forward, I believe it's a, a full year later, um, much like unlocking key. The family just kind of moves into a family-owned home, kind of starting over, starting a new life. And while exploring the house, the um, what is her name? I, I can't remember now. I feel dumb. I think it's Emily. Em, is it Emily? And Navin? Navin is the younger brother? Mm. <clears throat> so Emily discovers a amulet, the uh, titular uh, device. Uh, and little do we know... It's an important artifact in a world much like our own that the entrance to which is underneath the house. So this creature kind of appears in the middle of the night and kidnaps uh, the children's mother and uh, they chase after her into this other realm. And it is named, and of course, me being 34 and having a Swiss cheese memory, can't remember a thing I read 20 minutes ago. So uh, let's just call it the other place that is not here and not cumbersome at all. So they chase the creature into this other realm and they discover that the kid's great grandfather made this amulet and it's very sought after in this world. And they kind of meet him and he's on his deathbed and he's like, you know, this can only be used by you, Emily, and it, it'll gonna, it can give you the power to rule this realm. So use it wisely. But also... The amulet itself speaks, and you're not really 100% sure of its motives. But she agrees to use it and become the stone keeper. And uh, she chases 
after her mother while also encountering this dark elf creature that also wants the amulet. And the uh, the first volume ends with her kind of coming to grips with who she is and the all these kind of robot helpers that helped her great-grandfather and they're going to go after the mother. And it kind of ends on cliffhanger-y. Cliff, cliffhanger-ish. Mm. So amulet, Emily gets this powerful amulet thrown in the deep end of this uh, magical world. Super entertaining and uh, great, I would say, for all ages. Amulet. I think it's um, it's great. It's great for all, all ages. It's consistently in the bestseller list for young young readers or that category, and it's very uh, yeah. It definitely like has the vibe like this is volume one, and you're going to keep getting the same amount of story. Like it's a one big story. It seems like with Nary, uh, you know, the chapter ending of volume one. But, I mean, it's a great, fun story with some real, you know, it's got some real heart in it. Like, the, the opening scenes with her father in the best, most tasteful way, you know, because kids are going to be reading this. Like, he, you know, it's all, like, wrapped up. Like, he says goodbye to his family in the most tasteful way possible and it doesn't really like dwell on the fact that he's gone and then he and he goes and he's gone but he doesn't like pull many punches to tell the story either like to tell the tragedy of what happened yeah there's what i really liked about the book is there's no voice in the book that's trying to like like to your point pull punches for kids right uh they tackle everything in like a really tasteful way so nothing is, and there's mortal danger, and there's there's action and adventure. None of it is done, and and it's done appropriately, so as not to be, um, so as to know there's no real jeopardy. This is not a real place. It's happening in this fantasy realm. So there's a lot of detachment there, mm-hmm. and then opposite, kind of these really serious moments are like these really cool, like cinematic almost animation moments. Like they get into a, an airship. And I thought it looked like the sea duck from Tailspin. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like a real, it was a callback to our generation, but it it would be cool for kids coming up. And at the end of the book, uh, you know, they're going to go save their mom and the house is actually a giant robot with a face of a house. And like, so there's like really cool, I want to say gimmicky, but that that, that sounds like negative. Yeah. It's not being gimmicky. It's, uh, It's just tropey in a good way. In a fun way. Trope. It makes the story fun. Yeah, and it's tropey in a way that, like, something a younger reader would think is the coolest thing ever. Like the exactly. sea duck. Like, we thought the sea duck was the coolest thing ever. It's like that. And it's an old haunted house that happens to be a robot. It's like, a, you know, a Gundam or or something like that. We would have thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I mean, I, I still think it's the coolest thing ever. I just read the book. <laughs> I want that. I want the sea duck. I called it, it had a name and I was like, no, it's the sea duck. Right. Yeah. And the, what I think it's, it's good. It's really has me thinking about my son just turned six, that it's tactful and it's like kind of curved toward a younger audience, but he doesn't, but like you said, he doesn't really pull any punches as far as like there is even though it's a fantasy world, there is still kind of a real threat there. And I immediately thought like, I can't like Grayson will eventually read this or I, I, I would hope he does, but if not this, he's going to come across these experiences where he's going to have to feel this for himself. And, but I immediately like got the protective, like, you know, the father dies in the first four pages, the mom is kidnapped and some of the creepiest creatures i've ever seen inside or outside of a young uh, our kid's book of uh, the ants controlling your house <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it's uh it's like i think it's good i mean it's if anything it'll be like a conversation piece between a father and son because i thought about some of the perilous things that 
he would read in the book and it's not done in a in an alarming or like overly creepy way but it's you know it's got some uh uh conflict or some peril i mean his their, their mom is kidnapped and the creatures and they, they they're trying to save them they're trying to save the mom and that you know then the dad dying and stuff like that it's got some real like conflicty type stuff that is probably appropriate for grayson at this point i but i immediately like pondered whoa is this is this okay yeah I, you know i didn't know slim i didn't like it just kidding lies liar just kidding the the uh the art is really beautiful it felt like um it felt like like someone who had worked in storyboards for a while and was able to pull off the kind of or even like concept pieces because a lot of the artwork felt like elaborate like this the spreads felt like elaborate concept pieces that they were so stunningly designed and felt otherworldly but mm-hmm. the um, the pacing of the book felt um, very well done for someone that was doing it doing it all essentially, and the building of the female character I thought was really well done because even when she was younger in that first scene where the car was flipped over and tipping over the hill while her dad was in it, she instinctively like went to the back to try to pull the car down, which was even more heartbreaking like picturing a young child having their father you know in a tipping car falling off a cliff and their instinct is to go pull it down from behind Mm -hmm. and i felt even worse because the wife went in there to try to pull him out and i was like thinking that the wife was going to get stuck in there because she wouldn't let go of her husband's hand i was like you idiot you gotta stay back and like the (laughs) husband said the same thing like you have to stay back with our daughter or with our kids yeah oh man and I wasn't sure if she was going to let go at that point. I thought she might go down with a car. And so I, I thought that was some really smart foreshadowing for, for both characters. And I, I, I was actually wondering if it, if this had ever been made into an animated feature or series. It because feels it, like it really could be. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. It even feels like this could have been an adaptation of an animated series or movie that already exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, Xbox. they felt very hand- amulet. <laughs> Sorry, it felt very hand Call in back. hand. And uh, I loved how these how they went into this other world. It starts with an A. I can't remember what it is. It's like Adius or Aladius or something like that. But it's like an alternate version of Earth. And she uses the amulet to try to steer off some of the villains, and so- it's telling her that she needs to go so and so to meet the person that will help you find your mother and it turns out it is the great grandfather and he had built all these robots and he, the one po- scene that i thought was really poignant was the like the most i guess the 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 major robot character is this little bunny rabbit i think his name's like miskit yeah miskit and what is it miskit yeah you're right miskit yeah and the grandfather is just about to die so you see miskit go through what the female character had gone through and she's like watching it happen. I thought that was um, foreshadowing even further because she had just met this character and she doesn't know to trust him but now she sees um, for lack of better phrasing the robot's humanity in losing someone they love, their father, right in front of them. And I thought that was like a connection hmm. moment for the for the characters and the like the robots and then the two kids. And um, I thought I actually couldn't tell when the book was going to end because when the when they finally catch up to the mother in this like weird octopus slug transport <laughs> it was so gross looking and they get close enough in the plane and this oh and that was another part I, I loved how the son who loved video games was able to contribute by like flying the albatross I think it was called yeah the albatross and C-Duck. he was Let's doing like amazing work so I thought that was a really cool how do they they married that that character mm-hmm. and when the mother says like go help your brother leave me i actually thought that was going to be the end and they were just going to like leave her and she was going to have to save her brother and the new friend uh miskit um so then when they went back i was like i wonder what the ending point of this book is going to be like will they just give up on her will they rescue her and then there was a third option which was they lose her and they need to continue or no, they didn't lose her. They, they got her back, which I didn't expect, but she was like comatose. So then now they need to go get like the medicine to, Oh yeah. Yeah. To save her. But, um, 
I love the robot characters actually. I thought those were I think they were my like my favorite characters in the whole bunch. I, the funniest moment in the book was when uh, Miskit packs the like tranquilizer in the <laughs> albatross <laughs> to shoot at the monsters that are holding the mother mm-hmm. and he shoots one and it has no effect and he like goes back to the to the case and wipes the dust off the space dust. And it says like super vitamins or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it says like vitamin face. supplement or something. Yeah, his face of utter shock is yeah. so perfect on every level. It made me crack up while reading. It was just so animated and was a comedic moment, even though it was a bad moment. Just the way that they, that he was drawn and reacting to that, I was just I thought that was so gorgeous. So I can't wait to see. Oh, you know who it reminded me of was um. Uh, Jason Brubaker's Remind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that, a lot of vibes, Remind vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could just circle back real quick to the introduction of Miskit, what I really liked is, you know, they're kind of swept into this new world. There's a this giant robot in a trench coat and a hat and scarf and it, with this ray gun, and you're not sure if he's good or bad, and he's kind of fighting this elf. And so you get back to the house and the guy takes off his coat and it's a little rabbit in a giant robot suit and i just thought Mm -hmm. what it's so simple but what a great introduction to you know what a what a charming reveal that it's really this this little robot or this little uh rabbit and a super robot and there's some real like internal conflict now jonesy you said it was the stone i didn't I didn't know if it was the stone or not. I didn't think it was in the beginning, but now it very well could we since you said something, but the stone is definitely like egging Emily to like like a go dark side with yeah. her feelings, like uh with the uh you know the uh the dark elf that she's battling in book 1. Uh this the the amulet is like egging her on to like really unleash her full fury on on anything and she's got to like and everything anything and everything and she's got to like make snap decisions on whether to give in to the amulet's desires or to like retain some humanity and not just obliterate the dark yeah, elf character or or anything else there's uh, what i feel is like a really pivotal moment in the book is the naveen pretty much says look emily there's a there's a different way. It'll be harder, but we can do it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take this amulet. And she makes the decision to to still take it and become the stonekeeper. And in the back of my head the whole time, I'm like, this is going to end up biting <laughs> her so bad because they have the most innocent character in the book say, hey, don't do it. Yeah, you know I mean? which, and is, then, which is, I'm curious to see how it all pans out because the great-grandfather really seemed on board with her keeping the amulet. Right. Because that's but how she got into the definitely advocated for murder. Like I, that scene like where nine times out of ten, murder dark. was on like, its mind. I the, got the, that the vibe. amulet okay. was like, "Kill him, kill him!" And I was like, "Whoa, what is going on here, amulet?" It's like Grayson. I've, I like if I'm reading that to Grayson, do I uh, change the words? Hurt him, hurt him. I'll say, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I thought about though, because that amulet was like real life. Yeah, it went. It got. It got real. Yeah. With that elf, the amulet wanted cold-blooded murder. So I was, I wasn't sure what was going to happen there, but Mm -hmm. yeah, the 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 brother character, I was really shocked to see like how dead set against the amulet he was, even though it 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 saved his life. I think more than once by that point. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, the mushroom uh, umbrellas, but yeah, I, I I wonder. Because I, I, I was trying, I think there's a ton of volumes of this book, so I was wondering, you know, if the mother was going to be a central figure, but mm-hmm. it, it works now because she's like comatose. So I wonder if she's going to stay that way for several volumes and the, let the 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 kids sort it out and grow themselves without her. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to keep going. I thought it was a great, great book. I mean, obviously it's a great book because it's sells so many copies, and I think it's like in so many schools at this point. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, deserve, deservedly so, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, and sometimes you... What a, classic Gen Z side drink. Um, I think a lot of time, some of the books that are, like, especially Scholastics that are given out aren't really worthy of a lot of the awards. And, and maybe I'm oh speaking word. from... Yeah, you're right. But uh, I think this is, real, like, really good. Like, very impressed. Mm-hmm. It's, like, 
it's scholastic. It's very like it. It doesn't. When I hear scholastic story, I'm not like, oh, that we're gonna you know mine and find some gems. Right. So I was super impressed that this was as good as it was. I I I think I know what you're saying, Jonesy. I'm not gonna be as harsh against scholastic, but right, no, no. Go. It's but I think I like I know what you're saying. You the a lot of the other stuff scholastic is like book fair pamphlet yeah. kind of licensed property stuff, and this is so original. The fact that Scholastic, I think, has it is kind of cool. Like, it shows a side of Scholastic that maybe you didn't know about or a side that they're trying to crack into. Or maybe they're just, you know, they they know they had gold on their hands when they... Right. So, like, from being a kid, I had Scholastic, you know, at the book fair, you know, once a month you would go pick out a book. And, uh, you know, it was always like the Saved by the Bell Mm -hmm. character books or you know i had an x-men book but it was really just a like a blurb about the character like it wasn't you know i think the the one great book i probably got in all my eight years in grade school it's classic was arcade's revenge you Mm. know comic book form you know the little digest size i still have it i have that too that that book is amazing yeah so i mean that's the one thing i'm like oh yes classic but this is an original story Mm -hmm. very gripping for, and maybe I'm a parent, so I appreciate it on a couple levels. And maybe if I were single, I wouldn't like it as much. But, you know, this is this is a great story. If it's got many volumes, I'm happy. Like, I would be happy if my son were to go on his own to a Scholastic Book Fair, pick out this book and read it on his own. Like, I, I would approve. Not that he would need my the, approval. Uh, do you remember the sports books? Like, I remember reading Baseball Digest, like, novellas. And I think the writer's name might have been Christopher Jones or Christopher it was me. Or it was me. It's my future self. I'm published, but only back in time. Amazing. But I can't. I can't imagine what those books were even like. Reading about baseball games. Ugh, makes me want to throw <laughs> up. <laughs> oh my gosh. They st- I remember having like a Hobbit picture book. Oh, cool. Because remember the Hobbit animated movie? There was like a digest size mm-hmm. adaptation. Tell you what, my favorite book fair book that. was Hungry Hungry Sharks. Huh. Amazing, they they still sell it too. Hmm. Did it really? Yeah, they I don't do. think I ever had that one. Arcades Revenge. I I can even tell you in this house where it is because I it was so cherished that I kept it. I wonder how early on the reading of that digest was for me because I remember reading that and it's in black and white, mm-hmm. so it was kind of harder to grasp what like who was who. But I remember reading that thing end to end, and there was like a weird moment. I think I'm not sure if Colossus was under Arcade's control, but he. I'm not sure if it was him or another character, but like the Russian character assaulted the Xavier Mansion. He was wearing like overalls, mm-hmm. and he had the Russian like sickle or whatever yeah. that thing is. Do you remember yep. that? Do Do you remember how the volume started out? Mm, no. The classic backyard baseball game. <laughs> course maybe that's what set uh, it off for me and i think it was uh something like wolverine goes the slide into home and gene gray uses her telekinesis to lift him up in the air so he doesn't hit cyclops and i was like what is this i need to read all of this and that's uh, you know you know started the tickle classic chris claremont backyard sports they still do those digests. Doesn't the comic book shop in Delaware have a bunch of those in a in a turnstile kind of deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They have the little turnstile with all kinds of... They make a lot of stuff in digest size. You just got to... You know, they don't uh, you know advertise it. Mm-hmm. But they make it. It's, it's cool stuff. I have... A, one of my favorite books I have is I have a Usagi Ojimbo in digest. It's mm. a great book to have in, in digest. Because mm. I, I have the oversized artist edition of the... Mm. Um, first volume but i also have it in digest size and i probably pick up the digest size all the time and read it uh they pr- they reprinted a bunch of um ultimate comics in digest size for a while there mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's the cream of the comic crop back then the first yeah. couple volumes of ultimate x-men the ultimates volume one will still go down one of my all-time wonder, favorite volume i wonder ones. what we think about that given that a reread these days we should do when it. was the last ultimate time volume one for the show. Next show. Next show, Ultimates Volume 1. <laughs> Maybe we should do Ultimates Volume 1 and 2. You mean the, the best version of Captain America out there? Is that what we're talking about right best now? Best version of Nick Fury, best version of Tony Stark, best version of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Best version I mean, of Freddie Prince Jr. jokes. 
uh, best version of keeping Shannon Elizabeth relevant. There you go. <laughs> God rest her soul. <laughs> there you have it. Amulet Volume 1. Highly recommend it. It's like 6 or $7 on Amazon for the uh, oh. floppies. Well worth it. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. You shoot us a letter, we might read it on our. Our first letter comes to us from Dear Friend of the Show at Top 5 Bananas. He writes in a listener lightning round. Amulet, Volume 1. An all-ages story set in a fantasy world full of elves, robots, and mystical creatures. Not only did I enjoy it, but my attention deficit five-year-old read it cover to cover without moving once. Wow. There you go. That's that's pretty much, we should have just read that letter, and that could have been the whole episode, because that's on point. Slim would have been over the moon. Thank you, Top 5 Bananas. That was a great letter. Appreciate it. Oh, Dale, the the only other letter is nine paragraphs long. Enjoy. (laughs) Surprised you didn't just go right into it. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Let's okay. Fave Brothers. All right. Okay. Okay. Fave Brothers going to work it out. Woof. Fave Brothers going to work it out. Woof. On the road to self-improvement. Gents, with all the recent talk of PK 5Ks, ellipticals, Q316 hikes, kayaking, and weigh-ins, feeling motivated to get my butt in gear, make a few life changes myself. Like you guys, being a father in my 30s, the exception of Dale, he's 80-something, right? Finding it harder and harder to stay in shape and keep the old energy levels up. Set a personal challenge for myself to give up juice, soda, and alcohol for an entire month as a sort of detox. I was also planning on giving up coffee for the month, but I enjoy happiness too much and decided against it. I've got a four-day lead on the month of September, so I'm feeling hopeful that I can do it. Junk food is slowly being whittled out of my diet, too, and I dare say that I've been toying with the idea of going vegetarian. I even got myself a pair of running shoes, which are crap, by the way, so I'd appreciate a running shoe reco, and I have the goal of running a mile once a week just to get started. Baby steps, you know? In all honesty, I'll probably just stick to what stick with my one-month challenge and chalk up the rest to it's the thought that counts. I, get a, I oh, gotta no. give you guys credit, though. Mm. Aside from my wife jokingly poking my doughy midsection, it's the PK podcast that's inspired me to try and make a few changes to better overall my health, to to better my overall health. However, if I suffer a nervous breakdown because of lack of alcohol consumption, I'll send you guys the therapy bill. <laughs> anyone, anyone up to take the one month challenge with me? Talk to you later, bibs. That is our friend at Under an Anchor, Under an Anchor Comics, the original. Mm. Mm-hmm. Check him the out. Original. Mm. S- uh, two things about the original that are going to be able to pull quote. Mm. Smells great, feels great. Mm. <laughs> feels great. Uh, I, you know what? I have a pair of um, uh, afterburners. They're made by Skechers. They are not a great shoe for running or walking. Mm. Um, Hard to hear first. I, I think uh, doing the research, I got a fat foot under an anchor. Let's be honest. I've got a high instep uh, like a medieval woman would have. Uh, so, uh, the internet tells me either Adidas or New Balance. So in my, my personal experience, I've always had good luck with New Balance. So I'm going to try a New Balance running shoe when I get going. Uh, so that would be my personal recommendation. I don't have, I don't have like a, you know, New Balance is like all the three digit number models. I, I don't know that yet, but I will keep you in mind if I go shopping. And, uh, I just went. Uh, I just texted these guys. I did my own uh, 5K the other night, just in my neighborhood, up and down hills. And I'll tell you what, it felt amazing. It was a gorgeous night. Mm. You know, I, I went for an uncomfortable pace on level ground, and I really tried to smoke it up a hill and down a hill. An hour and 15 minutes wasn't a great time, but, like, I was definitely sweating, and I got good exercise. And, you know, I ran, uh, I tried to run. I have, like, a little park around my house and you know i was like let me run around once and that'll be my goal so i got one around the whole time so next time when i go out this weekend i'll try to do two so hats off to you it's good stuff yeah hats off to you man i know there's a twitter resources for running ramsden karate chop timo thief 
all can chime in pretty D. well on uh, Red Mike D. They can chime in pretty well on running in uh, running shoes. Got to go to a shoe a running shop and get somebody to look at your feet. They'll look at your gait. They'll look at your stride, and they will outfit you in a pair of shoes. Per Timo Thief, a good pair of shoes will cost you eighty ninety dollars. I think, and you shouldn't have to pay more than that, as far as I know. But that's congratulations. Good luck on your journey. Um, you know, giving up that kind of stuff is a is a big start. I think Jonesy and I both several times have tried to uh, give up coffee. I can't do it. It's tough. I mean, I I went for a good six months. I just gave up coffee and we're drinking tea all the time. But it's tough to do that. And I don't drink soda or juice or anything. I usually just drink water. So I needed something. But with the coffee, my blood pressure is high, caffeine. But sometimes it just feels, it just tastes too darn good to uh, give up. I switched to tea in the morning and then... um during peak at Redacted, mm. somebody brought me like a 16 ounce coffee, and I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm good. And she was like, Look, I got it's cream and sugar. Just, just <laughs> please, can you please? Oh, all right, I'll take it. And then the next day, she's like, Do you want another one? I'm like, Yeah, I do. Okay, give me another one. First one's always amazing friends. willpower. No, I have not, zero <laughs> willpower. If anyone has ever met me, they know my willpower is like decimal points. Like, I only have a solid one when it comes to hey. willpower. Under an anchor, first of all, I just want to say how amazing it is that you asked for running shoe recommendations and nobody allowed me to speak to get <laughs> running recommendations on the show, even though I run you are the runner. 30 to 40 miles a month. What You so probably, don't even, you probably weren't even paying attention to what he said in the letter because you never pay attention to <laughs> this segment. Let's have the Whoa. two <laughs> non-runners give the recommendations for running shoes. Sean, under an anchor, let's get real here. Okay. Real talk. Get real for a minute. Slim's going to pause his WWE because that's what he watches (laughs) during this segment of the show. Catches up on Twitter. (laughs) My one mile a week is good. Let's push it. Let's do two miles Mm. for that first run. See what happens. You know, go your own pace. Thirteen minutes, whatever. Just do it. See what happens. Two miles, babe. Push it. One mile can be done in ten, fifteen minutes. It's not. That's too. It's too short. But I, I can I do it in under 15. That's a real life. And he's wearing those new balances, FYI. Pregnant, largemouth bass belly <laughs> flopping around. <laughs> the, uh, I, I mean, I, we actually cut out junk food maybe like two-ish months ago. I told her to stop buying me the junk food that I want and crave. The, you mean the big S- barrels of cheese balls she stopped big buying? Big cheese ball barrels. Sour cream and cheddar potato chips. Mm. I still occasionally get like a bag of mini bag of red hot Cheetos, maybe once every two weeks. Mm. But I, I supplanted it with uh, raisins, grapes, and pistachio nuts. Mm. Pistachio. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are some tips mm-hmm. for yourself to have stuff around the house. If you need to snack, those are a little bit better. Mm. Also, I highly recommend cutting out alcohol, as I have over the last uh, two months. You so, haven't had one drink in two months? No, I don't think. I think the last drink I had was maybe maybe San Diego. Maybe I had one drink in San Diego. No, I don't even think I drank in San Diego. Wow. Probably We're just got yourself older. something uh, bubbly to mix, mingle with the other people, like to look like you were drinking. Yeah, I think I ordered maybe ginger ale. He's like mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. He threw it over. Well, they were on a balcony, and he just switched it out. <laughs> I mean, I retweeted an article. This is like flat material, but I did retweet an article about how um, it was mainly about women, but mm-hmm. about how pr- uh, present alcohol conversation is. Like, it, like if you're an alcoholic and you have to go to events, like God bless you. You're, you're I don't know how I, I don't know how actual alcoholics do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like every day they they battle this disease and they have to hang out with people that talk about alcohol nonstop. Oh my God. I mean, I don't, I'm not even an alcoholic now. Not that I ever really was. Maybe when I was 21. Jonesy can probably attest. I will concur. <laughs> but it's just so in your face. It gives you a different perspective. I have no problem with other people drinking. Uh, Dale's probably sweating right now. We're going to Q316. He's going to be thinking I'm judging him the whole time. But I'm not. I don't judge people. It's just a personal preference. Uh, it's just... You know, it's just, you just get a different perspective on things. I, actually, when I started running, I get a different perspective on things in general, but that's the size of the point. 
Is that it for letters? That's it. That's it for letters. We're just a light week. Padding. The (laughs) blues off the rose, you know? We're going to have to start planning for Pluto at some point. You know, Pluto, as it stands now in the book schedule, Doc. Hold on. I got to taking. Uh, I think taking place during Q three sixteen. I got to bury or, my uh, head back in the sand. Okay. <laughs> Let's look and at also, the calendar live. Let's get the calendar out. Get the dock up. Let's talk about it. We're looking at the calendar live to tape. September first. Happy anniversary, Slim. Thank you. Oh, happy Appreciate anniversary! Thank you. I liked your. I fave brothered your uh, Simpsons tweet. I saw that. Thank you very much. It means a lot. Yeah. I didn't know it was about your anniversary. I just saw you tweet it. So I was like, oh, I should probably throw a fave on there, you know? You know what I was looking at on Amazon? What's that? Tell, tell me. Uh, canoes. Mm. My word. Mm-hmm. Wow. So after your flap talk while Dale's looking at the schedule, uh, I'm no longer confident in my ability to make coffee over the fire. <laughs> so there's a there's an Amazon Black and Decker coffee maker on sale for like nine dollars. So I'll just Black and Decker, oh my word! Yeah. You know, well, actually, I, I'm you know sure what? They probably have a coffee maker there. I don't. Know. I think I found. I, you know, I talk about wire cutter all the time. I think I saw them link to their preferred camping coffee machine. Mm. Who did? If you Google uh, wire cutter camping. Oh, okay. I think it's on there somewhere. Is there a tutorial that even a dummy like me could uh, make coffee or what? I'm sure there is. What we do in I, I think my favorite troll in that flap episode was cheesecloth teeth or something like that. You're going <laughs> to run the grind through your teeth and then cheesecloth or some, some oh, such. Yeah. We That's probably won't one. sleep for days I mean, with the coffee grinds, grounds. Yeah, like gullet. Sop soaking into our gums. <laughs> All right, so real talk, okay? Okay. This, is it. this episode is going to post uh, the 5th, September, Monday, September 5th. Labor 5th. Day. Oh, boy. Uh, next, we would be reading between the 6th and the 8th. Um, like, look, real talk. Yeah. If If we took the upcoming week off... To read, if we took Labor Day week off, the holiday week. Mm. Okay, so we know Jonesy's stance, obviously. That okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, my my family's going again this weekend, so if you want to read, I could read Pluto all weekend and be God. fine. So challenge accepted, Dale. Next week, Rick wrote Pluto. Wow, he's coming. He's throwing hot fire. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jonesy. Fire. I th- I mean personally, me. I think we th- I think we take the week after. Q three sixteen off. Oh, okay. So record. I think we get. Mm. Pl- I think we get Pluto done before we leave. So the homework's out of the way, and we can relax. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so are we doing volumes two through eight? We're doing all. We're doing one through four. Well, we already did one. We're doing it again. We're doing one through four. So for it's a one total episode. retrospective. Got it. And then five through eight. Right. And then maybe uh, is that it? No, For we the didn't. show. I mean, are we ending on uh, two sixty-five? Th- the week. So I think we still have three shows to record before Q three sixteen. When do we leave? What's the date on that? The twenty-second. We leave. Okay, yeah, we have insects pe- tentatively penciled in for next week. We could uh, slot Enigma the week after that. And then we need one more. Well, I mean, we have two other ones on the dock, which is possible. I, my feelings on it, let's get Pluto Doctor. out of the way. Let's get Pluto out of the way. Maybe the week... Bef- the, the couple days we record before we leave, we do a movie episode or something. You know, we t- and then we then we go in Q three sixteen. We have nothing to read when we come back. We take that week off. Maybe we uh, do put you know maybe do a Tom Cruise movie podcast or something for the week we're gone. All right, so you're saying on the sixth we record Pluto Volume One. 
on the thirteenth we recorded Pluto vo- or Pluto episode one. Right. The thirteenth. And the thirteenth we, we do Pluto episode two, and then we do like a fun movie episode the on week the twentieth. We leave, and then the week off we don't record. We take we, you know we take a. So we take the twenty seventh off the week of the twenty seventh. Yeah. So we take a powder that week. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say this for the fireside. Yeah, this is really <laughs> high <hindsight>. level. <laughs> I'm going to re-listen to this since I was watching the WWE Network <laughs> for the last five minutes, and I'm going to write down what I just heard. Hashtag CWC. <laughs> so next week, we'll have penciled in a book. Possibly Pluto. Pluto, Pluto is it, right? I think. Okay. So that's four, four volumes books. of Pluto. That's four, FYI, just so we're saying it out loud, that's four collected works before we record next week. Yeah, so if we read one volume tomorrow. I know that's easy tomorrow. for Jonesy. <laughs> Listen, if Jonesy's, we were, Jonesy's family is on vacation half the year, leaving him in that house alone. I don't know what's <laughs> going on over there? Friday night, we read volume one, Saturday, volume two, Sunday, volume three, Monday, volume four, record Tuesday, we're good to go. Oh my God, Jonesy makes it sound so easy. You know, one volume a night, we tackle it one volume at a time. So we're not reading 900 pages in one night thinking we're going to record on Tuesday. In, how, the, my question, how am I going to read Harry Potter during all this, Jonesy? That's, the, that's the, my main mm, concern. Listen, mm. you want the paper cake perks, but you don't want the paper, paper cake sacrifices is what it is. <laughs> all right. So we'll see everybody next week. Obvious. Love you guys. Uh, see you in the fireside or, or if Slim has decided this was the fireside, then we'll see you next week. You should just go right to the... Right there. Okay, Pluto next week. This is real. I think we can do it. Okay. You said yourself they're quick reads. You read it all right. They are they are quick. But not that quick. Is that what you're saying? They're quick. I think we I think it'll feel good to get a monkey off our back, take a week off, sliding right from Q three sixteen. Feel like we took the biggest dump (laughs) in five years. (laughs) (laughs) Five years, two hundred and sixty four episodes. Maybe that, maybe before, side, this is a little sidebar, a little real talk. Hmm. Jonesy and I record Jack Reacher, should be done the book by then. Mm-hmm. I know? just uh, finished, finished chapter 18 of 34, mm. so I'm almost done. I think I'm in chapter 12 or 13 myself. Oh my God. So good. This is like it's a paper keg radio syndicate rebirth, <laughs> is what I'm hearing right now. Mm. I was about to give you some titillating feelings about Reacher, but. No, it's just I love how Save it for show. Save what it. you feel like in a chapter, the story can like is on the edge and then somehow it still goes further the next chapter and you're like, <laughs> Holy crap. Just yeah. like the movie. It's good. It's pretty good. I, I rewatched the movie like two nights ago. I wanna watch it. I, I might watch it tonight. Book. Let's just get nuts and just try to fire up some sort of Cortana Xbox party so we can all be on headphones and we'll watch it together. The best I mean, Jonesy obviously knows what scene I'm gonna talk about, but the best scene of that whole movie is when he locks eyes with that detective and he's in his car mm-hmm. oh that was oh so intense and he needs to get into first gear and get the f out of there mm-hmm. oh my lord actually I mean, they uh, probably built the whole movie around that scene i mean that's how i would build it because when he when sandy's in the uh in the crash cart being you know pulled out of the uh foyer of that apartment complex and then he walks out and then rachel looks at the cop and the cop looks at him and he's like slowly moving the radio up. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my god! Yeah, actually, when that trailer came out, I almost didn't want to watch it because I remember when the trailer for the Jack Reacher the first one came out, it was dog crap. They like didn't yeah. know how to market that movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that's and right. It ended up being amazing. They oh, I, re- just... I really like the trailer for Never Go Back. Which one have you that? watched it yet? Is that the, the second sequel? movie? 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't want to watch that trailer. I, I think oh, I did. Oh, I thought you were talking but... about the original one. No. No. Mm. There's, a, there's a new trailer. There's a second trailer. It's much better. I'm, I'm going to watch it either way. I mean, I almost don't trust the cruise people to cut a good trailer for any of those <laughs> movies at this point. The cruise management team? I think his CMT. sister does all the management or something. Or maybe she, used to. Really? Uh, that's behind the curtain. In the cruise kimono, as it were. <laughs> cruise kimono. Hand right in there. That could have been a podcast name. We'll start another Tom Cruise podcast called the Cruise <laughs> Kimono. Where we I'll talk s- about, where you do, it's like the talking dead of our Tom Cruise episodes. We listen to it <laughs> oh, and then we, God, we, we go record back an and episode say, about God. it. That is friggin' brilliant. I'm sorry. That's brilliant. <laughs> It's so meta and dumb and 10 people would download it every week. But just the fact that it exists would be the funniest. So when Wirecutter or uh, Ars Technica got a hold of it, the greatest podcast you're not listening to would be the It title. would be like in 50 years when somebody discovers the digital archive of the shows and it's like, yeah. what the F is this? Why would they ever do that? That's they track, about it. They track us down by email and we just blow it off like it was just a thing we were doing, you know? <laughs> No, we'd have we'd have bought the lake house that we stayed at in Q three sixteen, and oh, we man. shut ourselves off from all internet access. Can you? I mean, if we just, I'm just saying, if we bought yeah. it, yeah, get a management company to rent it out, except the weeks that we needed it. I mean, we know how much it costs. We've seen it on those Zillows. Yeah, we know the the price point that we need to meet at for exactly. that house. Exactly. Has it has a ping pong table? We could just Airbnb it. Mm-hmm. We'd we'd buy it and then we'd take over the Airbnb account for that place. Mm. We'd take some better photos, obviously. You know, could use some work. <laughs> oh yeah, you get you would get in there with your equipment. We'd send you up. <laughs> I think Airbnb actually, funnily enough, I think Airbnb does that for free. It takes like photos? a perk. Yeah, I think they send a local photographer out there to take photos. You know. Same. Not that it Just, would be me. I don't know if I have that kind of talent. You're talking about honest. second career path right here, Slim. I don't know. That Make kind some of extra talent. cash. Come on. I don't think I have the energy to become a wedding photographer. The or the desire. I think that's where they all start. They all. They all start. What about this? What's the scuttlebutt on this new uh, Sony phone with this I new actually was reading about that today. Yeah. What is this? Enough. What? Sony what now? Some new Sony phone. I don't trust Sony products. I, yeah, I was afraid of that. Yeah. I barely even trust Nexus products anymore. I tried, I've, I fished out my 6P and was goofing around with it. Started taking photos of the dog. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even post them because they were still processing the HDR. <sighs> what year is this? What's happening? Yeah? What's happening? Get my out of here. I, my iPhone 6 I'm Plus is, is uh, I'm trying to, I spend all day just trying to think of, uh, Reasons. Terrible ways to to phrase the, how slow it is, like the uh, really? the iPhone snore. Like we had good times with our iPhone four talk. iPhone snore, four point slow. What rhymes with? Wait, is it a six S plus or a six plus? Six plus. Oh, it's time to it's time six to move slush it on. was the best I could come up with. iPhone six slush. It needs it needs some work. We'll work it does, on it. It does need. Maybe that's what well, we'll there's do a new Q3 one. 16. There's a new one coming out this year that's supposed to have like one of the best cameras of all time. Rumored it's supposed to be like SLR quality. They're going to put two lenses in there, two cameras. Wow! But only on the big one. That's the rumor. Only the the plus <sighs> models are going to have the 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 major camera upgrades. So I'm that's, ready to that's, unload this big one. That's I'll you. Tell you what. It's going to be. You're due for an upgrade. It's been two two years. Nigh on. It's been nigh on two years. You're year due. and a half. You're due. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, well, I'm due. You owe for... it to yourself. Yeah. I think the whole Q three sixteen is us just going to be talking you into it. You know, I'll go. I'll I'll pull a Jonesy and I'll spend a whole day at the local <laughs> mall getting one. <laughs> Don't tempt me. That was you know what? You guys I got nothing but bad advice for you, baby. <laughs> Jonesy's phone when we were in Baltimore was doing something I've never even seen on any internet videos of any broken phones. I don't know how what what I saw was possible. It was you know possessed, and then I I actually uh, the only time in recent memory I actually went back and gave somebody a good review on a survey was that lady who helped me out at that store. Oh my god, she saved my life that weekend. Didn't you end yeah. up just buying another phone? No. 
No, I thought you And they replaced it. It was under warranty. What did I she said it was, it was a known issue. Hmm. Yeah, so we got in so our uh, our time at the Tosin Town Center Mall. <laughs> we got we put in our twelve hours, and uh, we did that. I, that actually might have been the reason we started talking about Q three sixteen. Weren't we walking yeah. by? Yeah, some and we saw stores? a mannequin with like flannel oh, and yes. a vest. It might have been like an and American Eagle store or something. Crazy right in like front that. of it, you just had it out. You're just that might have been a year it. ago this week. Yeah, because yeah. remember we went in, I think I needed to stop and get five hour. So we went into like a cigar store and they had it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then we started yeah. talking about it. That might have been the birth of Q316. That so mall. you're welcome, pretty much. God, exactly. As much as, yes. I hate to, as much as I hate to admit yeah. it. Wow. My God, I might fire a cigar right now and blow it into the monitor. As much as I am loathe to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I am loathe. Oh, mercy. You know wow. what I do when, you know, people ask me on the streets. You know what they, they come, ask me, Slim? They come up to me. You know what they ask me, Gen Z? What's that? What kind of podcast am I listening to right now? Oh, oh my God, oh, what is it? What I is need it? to make a rare podcast plug. Here we go. Slim, are you sure? Because this usually gets you in a lot Turn of trouble. Turn off your at replies, Slim. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> you need to listen to the Black Tapes podcast. The Black Tapes? Yeah. Now, what's the elevator pitch? Well, before I get into that, have you ever have I ever talked about Limetown with you guys before? Yes, it's the fictional like David Koresh story where it's like a cult; they mm-hmm. won't let anybody in. It's like a, follows like a fake news reporter digging into it or something. Yeah, missing town where like people it, in the town went missing. Turns out to be aliens or some such. <laughs> Jesus, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's true, so nobody freak out that <laughs> said that. Actually, I don't know the ending. I'm just being a D. <laughs> Do you commonly just go right to the ending and blurt it out when people ask you about something? Like it's like I started issue eight of twelve. Let's not talk about Stranger Things. R- remind me not to get into that with you. Oh, she's a horse but, uh, in the end. <laughs> Did you say she's a horse? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Black Tapes podcast follows a reporter uh, for that. I think it's the same fictional radio network. And she's trying to do an offshoot podcast about like strange events, like paranormal events and in interviewing paranormal investigators and like mediums. She also interviews someone who works as a skeptic to disprove all of those things. He's like a man of science. He sounds really hoity toity and he works to disprove all of them. He doesn't believe any of them. And so much so that he has a million dollar fund that if anyone can, show him evidence that the paranormal is real, he will give them a million dollars. So she interviews him and she sees a set of black tapes on his shelf. And she's like, well, what are those? Why don't you talk to me about those tapes? And at first she's like, this interview's over. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, she pushes again to get back in there. And he divulges that these are tapes that he can't disprove yet using current technology. So, she starts to watch the tapes and it's generally kind of remember in signs they showed that vhs tape of the alien walking through and it scared the living crap out of you in the movie theater Uh, yes that's true uh these are those are essentially these things where like one of the tapes shows a black figure with very tall um almost like the baba duke and um so she talks about that for one episode, but then she keeps bringing him back onto the episodes because in his mind, like I can use this megaphone to now further the cause of disproving this crap. So over the course of the first season, there's two seasons. I haven't listened to the second season yet. She starts to go with him and like further investigate these tapes. And it's really effing good. Like it's really like, this is, this is my prototypical ideal podcast where they try to like, investigate paranormal events and stuff but it's so well written like you you forget that you're listening to a fake podcast it it feels like a very well done radio play which is what i came to the realization while listening like this is really well done television on the radio and this could easily be a television series it's so good wow so that's a i actually was listening to the final the season finale of season one while James and I were camping outside and I started to get a little scared because we were sitting outside (laughs) and I was just like laying on the ground listening to my phone next to my ear. (laughs) What was James doing? (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> he actually listened to most of the show while we were going to and from Virginia. That's how we listened to season one. And he was all about it. I shut it off because it was getting kind of scary. He's like, no, I want to listen to the scary, <laughs> scary radio show. Man, look at him. Uh, but the one funny thing, I, I was listening to the finale and fell asleep at first and woke up when they were playing, you know how some podcasts like, hey, check out this other podcast from our network that you might like, and it's like a whole episode in their feed. So I woke up during this other podcast, and I was like, what the F is going on? This isn't the show. They changed the show? Like, what? this is what season two is? And I eventually realized what's going you're on. You're ready about to send out a tweet complaining. It's probably It was almost like, who does that? Um, Not Earwolf, but what's a... Uh, how did this get made? Does yeah, they did that for a end, long time. Yeah, at the end of the episode, turn me off to them. Yeah. You still listen, though. Let's be honest. That's true. Oh my gosh. Vanilla Ice episode was one of the best ones. That was a fantastic episode. (laughs) (laughs) Manzoukas was on point. On point. He's the kind of guy you like to get a beer with. Jesus. If you drank. Absolutely. My God. The night you'd have together. Just think of the ginger ale you'd order to play it off. (laughs) I'd probably grab an empty beer bottle and pour ginger ale into it. Just hold that for the rest of the night. Bruce waning it left and right. Maybe I'd maybe I'd drink again for Jason Manzukas. What's up, yeah. jerks? <laughs> Got twenty five minutes left on my battery right now. I forgot to bring the cord down. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That's it, you know? That's it. We're done. That's it. Not with a bang with a whimper. Pluto. Next week. Seven hundred pages. The probably, Black probably Tapes, more than that, episode honestly. 211. Could be a thousand pages. Yeah, could we don't even know. We're just... 2,000. We're just making what bad decisions, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll hit stop. Me too. Love Unless there's something else we want to talk about. I'm good. No, I don't think so. I think we're good okay. for now. Right. Our friendship requirements are satisfied for this week. 